Welcome to the Business Finance Bulletin, episode 116. This week's Business Finance Bulletin with me, Rob Warlow from Business Loan Services. In this week's Bulletin, a new platform being launched by Santander Bank to help businesses access working capital facilities, credit information sharing amongst banks and alternative finance providers, the asset finance industry, what do they do in 2015, and in my Business Finance Tip of the Week, a look at the importance of negotiation as a way of boosting your profits and some tips from negotiating expert Derek Arden. Let's start this week's bulletin by taking a look at a new service that's being launched by Santander. Uh, Santander have announced that they're now going to be launching an online lending platform to help its small businesses access loans more quickly and more efficiently than they can do at the moment. The collaboration that's been announced is with Cabbage, which is an online lending platform already providing working capital facilities to businesses in the States and also in the UK. So in announcing this partnership, what Santander are going to be doing is piggybacking on Cabbage's platform and using their software and risk methodology to help provide Santander's customers with quicker loans. Now their clients will be able to get loans and apply online for facilities anywhere between £500 and up to £100,000. And they anticipate that these applications will take minutes as opposed to perhaps weeks or sometimes even months. So a great initiative there by Santander. Um, as with all these new projects, it's going out into a soft launch first and know that they'll be launching it later in the year once they've had feedback from their clients. So a great initiative by Santander and perhaps a sign of things to come where banks are really taking, uh, taking ideas from the alternative funding sector about providing online access to facilities. Let's see how that one pans out. In my Business Finance Bulletin, episode 115, I made mention of the fact that one element of the Small Business Enterprise Act that was passed in 2015, which has yet to be implemented, is the naming and shaming of late payers. However, one part of that act is not late in coming out, and that's the provision for the sharing of credit information between banks and alternative finance providers. Now, the government has been really keen to try and encourage businesses to use alternative sources of finance. And one problem the alternative finance sector has is they don't have much visibility on what exactly small businesses are borrowing with banks. Because up until now, that sort of information has not been shared. Well, with the now implementation with effect from the 1st of April of this part of the Act, there are nine banks which will now be empowered and mandated to share credit information with customer's approval um, with three credit reference agencies. And this will allow alternative finance providers to search public records to see exactly what small businesses will have and therefore hopefully make them more comfortable in supporting businesses. Now those nine banks, oh, they're the names that you would expect. I mean, Barclays, Lloyds, RBS, HSBC, but in total there are nine of them all together. And so they make up the bulk of the market. So after the pilot phase um, is finished in the next couple of months, we should see a lot more activity in this level and that will allow alternative finance providers to be more forceful in being able to go and supply businesses with the finance that they need. One source of alternative finance that continues to grow strongly is that of asset-based finance. 
Now, asset-based finance comprises of two sectors. First of all, the traditional asset finance facilities, where you buy plant and equipment and machinery via asset finance facilities such as HP and leasing. Then you've also got invoice discounting, where cash is released against invoices outstanding. All of those comprise of the asset-based finance industry. Well, news from the Asset-Based Finance Association show that in 2015 they had an extremely strong year with a total amount of money outstanding via these facilities amounting to £19.7 billion. And that was an increase of £260 million on the previous year. So you can see a real strong performance. One area that stood out was a 22% increase in the amount of money lent against stock, so allowing businesses to purchase stock and leverage against stock already held on the shelves. So you can see this is a really flexible form of finance and just goes to show it's now a real credible alternative way of raising finance for your business. If you want to know more about that, you can either go along to the Asset Based Finance Association website, which is the abfa.org.uk, or have a chat with us, info at businessloanservices.co.uk, and we can have a chat with you to see what your financing options are. On now to my business finance tip of the week, and this week I want to look at negotiation. Now, a survey caught my eye this week carried out by N Power, and they found out amongst those businesses surveyed, 75% of them said they do not negotiate with suppliers. And that's bad news, because obviously if you don't negotiate with suppliers, you're missing out on a trick. And in fact, of those businesses that said they did negotiate, 45% of them said that they saved up to £10,000 per year. So we're not talking small money. So the message here is make sure that you negotiate. And that includes negotiating with your bank. Now this reminded me of an interview that I did approximately 18 months ago with negotiation expert Derek Arden. Now Derek is an ex-banker but now does a lot of consultancy work with businesses looking to be sharper on their negotiation and also he does negotiation workshops and seminars as well. And when I had a chance to have a chat with Derek, I asked him for some tips about negotiating with your bank. So let's go to that tip now. Well, when you're negotiating with a bank, the key issue is to have a plan. So you need to plan and prepare, A, what you're going to present to the bank, but also how you're going to negotiate. So the key thing is, if you've got your spreadsheets, your budget and cash flow forecasts, the things that the bank wants to see, then you're going to be putting yourself in a good position. I'd also talk to somebody who knows the local bank and how they uh, react. The other thing is, when you're negotiating, if you've only got one option, guess what, you're going to get screwed on price. That applies with any negotiations at all. So it's a good idea to have two bank accounts. Now, whether you take one seriously or not, it doesn't matter. So, for example, I've got an account with Barclays and I've got a Stormontish account with Santander. That gives me two options. So I can wind the Santander bank manager up if I'm not going to get what I want from Barclays. I can't change my internet banking. Barclays know that. That would be too much hassle. But the other... On the other, other hand, to have another option uh, to go to makes the negotiations much easier. So generally I'd recommend you have three options, three banks to go to, but uh, two's enough, two plus a financial advisor or somebody who helps you. And then when you go to the bank, you can say, well, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to somebody else. 
what deal can you do? That keeps people sharp, and you've got to keep people sharp in negotiation. The next thing I'd say is build rapport with the bank manager. Now, we don't really have bank managers these days. Sometimes it's a 25-year-old that looks 15, but we can't help that. And I was a bank manager myself, so I'm not being funny. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing. If they don't know what they're doing, then help them to get things through, because they've got to get it approved by the system, by the credit scoring, or by their head office. So uh, as much as you can help them, build rapport, uh, have give swap, uh, swap mobile phone numbers, etc., mm. and have a great relationship. And then when they uh, put the proposition up to uh, HQ or whatever, help them with that, and if you come back with silly questions, answer them straight away, and just show people you really know what you're doing. So um, when you're negotiating with a bank or anybody else, you need three options. Uh, in a bank, it may be two, so that you, they're in competition. Number two, build rapport with the uh, person that's trying to get it agreed. And number three, make sure you're always available to help them and show them that you really know what you're doing. Some great tips there from Derek. If you want to know more about Derek and what services he can provide, first of all, you can check out his latest book called Win Win, which is available on Amazon and all other good bookstores. And you can also pop along to his website, derekarden.co.uk. And he also issues a very informative weekly newsletter with lots of negotiation tips and ideas. And you can subscribe on his website there. So that's it for this week. Thanks very much for being with me. And as ever, if you did enjoy it, please give us a like, give us a share on social media. It all helps. Don't forget, we've also got the podcast version as well, available on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher. Just go to those places and search for Business Finance Bulletin. And of course, if you're listening on the podcast version, you can see me live in the flesh on YouTube. Just go along to YouTube and search for Rob Warlow. So that's it for this week. Thanks very much for being with me. Look forward to being with you again next week. Bye-bye now.